This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good morning, everyone. Bruchem Abam. Welcome to the Kailal Agra de Pirka here in New York. Uh, welcome, everyone. This is the penultimate Agra de Pirka share before Purim. Haba Aleinu Letoiva. And we have very exciting material today. This is one of my favorite all-time Purim Shurim. This is Mamish Oyem Venoira. And you know how much I like the Purim Shurim. So if it's a favorite Purim Shur, it's uh, really uh, very exciting material. Today, Shur sponsored by the Israeli family of Great Neck Lilanishmas, their father, Mayor Ben David Neshamish Haven Aliyah, Biyomel Tzoshir for the whole family, Abiyas Gold Sednek. Shoshanas Yaakov Tzahola Vesomecha. The Rose of Jacob. I share when I when I share, you know. I can't share everything, you know. But uh, sh- <laughs> we're coming, we're coming. Shoshanas Yaakov, Tzaholav Esamecha, the Rose of Yaakov will be jubilant and joyous. Beroisam Yachad Techelas Mordechai, when they see together the blue will of Mordechai, Teshuasam Hayisalanetzach. Their salvation will be forever. And their hope in all generations. And we end off this famous tune, whichever tune you sing, whether you sing Majitz, that I highly recommend that one. If you don't know that one, you have plenty of time to learn it before Purim. Or if you sing the classic, and you like your regular it's also good, very nice, you know. But if you ever want to change it up, Check out the Majitz one. But whatever tune you sing, we end off. We say, Aror Haman, Boo Haman, Asher Bikesh Abdi, Baruch Mordechai, Yay, Mordechai, Hayyehudi, Arura Zeresh, Cursed is Zeresh, Eshes Mafchidi, the wife of the one who frightened me, Berucha Esther Baadi, Blessed is Esther. And Vigam Charvaina Zachulatoyev and we'll throw a bone to Charvaina while we're at it. Okay, very nice. So this is a pizmine, this is a song. It's a song we all enjoy singing. However, um, this is not just a song which is customarily sang, but actually there is a uh, there's some a great importance to this, and now I'm gonna share with you, since you asked so nicely. The Yushalmi says in Megillah, Paragimel, Rav Omar, Rav says, not, there is a song that many sing, Tzorich Loimar, Oror Haman. You need to say, Oror Haman. Arurim Banav. Cursed are his sons. So it's not enough that there is a song, but you need to say it. In other words, if you read the Megillah on Purim, and... You give out Mishlayach Manois and Matanos Avyoinim and you do Machtas HaShekel and you eat Hamantashin even and you leave Shul early, Purim night and you don't say Ar Haman, you blew it because you didn't say Ar Haman Arurim Banav. Not only that, but it's brought in Mesechta Soifrim that in Parakia Dalid Halacha Vav. The Oid Amru Shekain Sarchli Tain Shavach Vahayda 
Al Hagula, you need to thank Hashem for the redemption, Vial Hapadus, and for the uh the freedom, the chaysam berachat Hashem akal, and it comes down to gemul chaleveim, umagin latzadikim, ashia amoy miat zineim, and then you need to say baruch mardechai, brucha Esther, bruchim kol Yisrael, aror haman, arurim banav, cursed are all the bad people, all the rishayim, all the liberals, they're all aror. It's not enough just haman; you have to curse all the wicked. Now, not only that, but this is formulated in Shulchan Aruch. In Shulchan Aruch we say in Simon Tov Reish Tzadi, Tzaruch Sheyoymar Aror Haman Baruch Mordechai Arura Zeresh Brucha Esther. What in the world is going on here? Why do I need to say, blessed is Mordechai, cursed is Haman? Why do I need to curse Haman? Asks the Baal Nasivas Hamishbar in his Sefer Megillah Sesarim, You need to say, you're obligated to say, Baruch Mordechai. You know, you don't have to do this on Pesach. We don't get up at the Seder. Boo, Paroi, cursed is Pharaoh, cursed is the Egyptians, cursed is the Sphinx. Blessed is Nachshon ben Aminadav. Blessed are the Jews. Blessed, I mean, blessed is Miriam. We don't curse the bad guys and uh, bless the good guys on Pesach. On Chanukah, we don't say, Boo, Antiochus. Blessed is Yochanan Kain Gadol. Cursed is uh, Elifornis. Blessed are the Chashmonaim. We never do this. You know, why all of a sudden when it comes to Purim, are we, you know, maybe we should all go out and get that, you know, that big finger that they uh, have at the stadiums for, your, for the football team? Maybe we should get a big finger and go, go Mordechai! You know, start getting loudspeaker, go on cheering for the good guys, booing the bad guys. What's, uh, what's going on all of a sudden Purim? We have to curse the bad guys, bless the good guys. What is up with that? There's an interesting custom codified by the Ramah. The Ramah, um, the Ramah says that the Minog Yisrael is to wear a mask on Purim. The Ramah speaks about the custom of wearing a mask. Um, the Ramah does not mention the custom of wearing a costume. In fact, the story goes that the Ramah himself would go around Purim night wearing a mask, reminding everyone after the Purim Suda to say over the Kriya Shema. But we know Minog Yisrael, and by the way, I see a lot of you uh, who I, I know on the Zoom, who I know you guys wear masks on Purim. Some of you guys are going to be wearing uh, a mask of Donald Trump. Some of you are going to be wearing an even worse mask of the president before him. Some of you are going to dress up like uh, the guy in Iran. I know somebody who's going to dress up like the guy in North Korea. And some of you wear masks always on Zoom, and I have no idea where you are or who you are. I just see initials. So maybe that's good for Purim, but you know, you could come out. Unless you're wearing a mask now, you don't want me to see your Purim costume. Some, but the Ramad does not mention Purim costumes. 
the Ramah does mention masks. However, we know Minag Yisrael is to wear costumes. And many Jews wear costumes on Purim. Some of you are going to dress up like any, uh, any offerings. Anybody have any good costumes this year? Nobody. Nobody's dressing up. Anybody on the shir today? Anybody here? No, nobody's here. All right. At least I'm recording it, you know? You're there? Who's there? Okay, good, good. I'm just, you know, I like to push buttons just to make it interesting, you know. Okay, good, good, good. Rabbi, Ru- Rabbi Miller, what are you going to dress up as on Purim? Still thinking on it. Okay, this is a very. I think I'm going to dress up as myself. It's funny all year round. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Rabheshi, where what are you dressing up as this Purim? I can't hear you. You're muted. Rabheshi is dressing up in such a controversial costume. The Zoom doesn't allow it to play, but uh, it's not for. Okay. They want me to get back to the shir. They say, stop joking around. We're a serious bunch. We're listening to the shir. So the, the Tamei Amenhagim says that the Minog Yisrael is to wear costumes on Purim, al Simchas Purim, and this is not an empty matter, but rather this commemorates that which the Gemara teaches us. You know, the Gemara says in Sech the Megillah that the Rajbi was asked by his Talmidim, Rebbe, Mibneima Neschaivu Soinehem, why were the Jews of that generation liable to be destroyed? So the Rajbi said to his Talmidim, My dear Talmidim, you tell me. So they said, uh, because they were Nenef from the Sud of Achashverosh. So Rabbi Shimon said, really? So then only the Jews of Shushan should have been destroyed. So the Talmidim turned to the Rajbi and they say, Rajbi, you tell us. And the Rajvi said, because they bowed down to the Tzelem in the time of Nebuchadnezzar. So they said, Rajvi, if they worshipped Avodah Zarah, Eza Masai Panam Why did God favor them? Why did God save them? And the answer the Rajvi said is, Hamlai Asu Elolafanim. They only acted outwardly, but inwardly their heart was Lashamayim. So too, the decree was an outward decree, but it was not a was not a um, genuine decree. By the way, the uh, Rav Shlomo uh, Zalman Orbach writes that uh, that's, uh, Chassam Sofer also says this, that's one of the reasons why we give Shalach Manas on Purim. Because in times of Purim, I couldn't eat your food. Because as far as I'm concerned, you're an Ovid Avodah Zarah. I knew that I only worshipped Avodah Zarah outwardly, but I don't know what's going on in your head. So I couldn't eat your food. And you couldn't eat my food, because as far as you're concerned, I'm an Oyved Avedazara. So when the Purim miracle happened, and clearly Hashem was saying that the Jewish people only worshipped outwardly, but inwardly their heart was L'Shamayim, now we could eat each other's food again, and now we could now exchange Laffy Taffies and eat from each other's uh, food again. That's the reason brought by Rav Shama Zaman Arbach. But we're going to investigate as all... Minhage Yisrael are Yisudasam Baharei Kodesh. They are founded on the holiest and most well-founded um, sources. We're trying to analyze what is the reason for costumes on the Yom Tif of Purim. Furthermore, 
We know that one of the main things, themes of Purim are, is the idea of an Ahafaychu. We're packed test pasuk aleph. Bishleisha sar yoyim boy on the twelfth month on thirteenth day. Asher higi advar hamelach vidosay leheosayis bayoyim. Asher sibiru oyve hayudim lishloit bahem vinahafoichu. And it was turned upside down. We know this is a major theme of the Megillah that. Asher yishlatu hayudim hima b'soyneihem that we dominated our enemy. Why is v'nahafaychu such a major theme in the Megillah? So we come to a great revelation of the Targum, and this time, this is in fact Targum Yonasan ben Uziel. Targum on the Chumash is not Targum Yonasan ben Uziel. Why? Because it says Yonasan ben Uziel. It was made up by the printers. Targum Yonasan on the Chumash is Targum Yushalmi, the second edition. Targum Yonasan ben Uziel was not written by Rabbi Yonasan ben Uziel. It's Beferish Gemara Megillah. Targum on Nevi'im was written by Yonasan ben Uziel. Ah, see I got some people to change out their costumes. Good. Targum Yonasan ben Uziel. And says on the Pasuk in Megillah, Paragimel, Pasuk Vav, it was disgraceful in his eyes to send forth his hand against Mordechai alone. So Haman did not want to destroy just Mordechai, he wanted to, des- to destroy the entirety of the Jewish people. Says the Targum, it was a laughing stock before him. It was lowly in his eyes. Just to kill Mordechai. Because they showed him the Mordechai Asim in Yaakov. That Mordechai came from Jacob. Who took from his grandfather. The Haman of Haman, who is Esav. The birthright and the blessing. And since the Jews are the nation of Mordechai, Haman wanted to destroy the entirety of the Jewish people. Says the Targum Yonasan ben Uziel that Haman's gripe with Mordechai was not a recent strife and fight, but his beef with Mordechai is rooted and dated back to ancient times, to an old family battle between Haman's grandfather, Esav, and Mordechai's grandfather, Yaakov, because Yaakov stole the birthright and the blessing, Haman could not forgive, Haman could not forgive, Haman could not overlook, and therefore he wanted to avenge the robbery of Yaakov Avinu, stealing the birthright and stealing the bracha. No, he tricked him. Yaakov, Yaakov uh, connived him out of the brachas, connived him out of the birthright, and Haman didn't like it. Now, moreover, we have a major revelation here of the son of the Gra. In Tehillim, we know, Parag Chav of Tehillim, 
By the conductor for the morning star. The Gemara in Yuma says, why is Esther compared to the morning star? Just like Esther, just like the morning star is the end of the night, Esther is the end of the period of miracles in the Torah. Esther is the last miracle. Maybe, 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 actually I was going to give sure on this next, this year, I never spoke about it, but I have so many Geshmaka and Yonim on Purim Meshulash that it might have to wait. We have Geshmaka Shurim coming up. By the way, if you join us only Monday morning, I see some faces that only uh, I only see them Monday morning. You know we have a Shur Wednesday night at 8.30. It's uh, very good stuff. If you want to join us, we'll welcome you. And uh, Wednesday night, I won't, uh, I won't egg you on as much as I do Monday morning, you know, because uh, we have uh, people in England and Australia, and they're much more proper, so I can't joke around as much, you know. I have to be, have to be on my best behavior for those shiram. But uh, I want to speak about an interesting Indian. Esther is called the end of the night, the morning. If anything, you should call Esther the end of the morning, the beginning of the night. Think about it. You would think the era of the miracles would be the morning, when God is clear, and Esther, which is the last miracle, should be the end of the day and the beginning of the night, when God is hidden. But somehow the period where miracles stop are analogous to the day. This is a question raised by Rabbi Yonis and Ibishitz, something uh, I would like to speak about. Oid Chazoyin Lamoyed. Okay. In, so Perak Chavbez is a parak all about uh, the miracle of Purim, we say, which is a remez to Mikro Megillah We have the Pasuk, Keli, Keli, Lama, Azavtani. We have the Pasuk, So many of the Psukim related to the miracle of Purim are in this parak. And in this Pasuk, we have Sivavuni Purim Rabim. Great bulls surrounded me, Abire Vashan Kitruni, and the mighty ones of the Bashan encircled me. Who are these mighty ones? Says Rabbi Avram ben Hagra, who Haman Ubanov, Haman and his sons were the mighty ones. Zera Amalek, the seed of Amalek, Shehim Abirim, because they are mighty, Mitzad Habracha Shabirech Yitzchak Vahaya Kaashar Tared. You know why Haman and Amalek are mighty? Because they were blessed by Yitzchak, the Hayak Asher Tared. The comments of Rabbi Avram ben Agra are haflavafela, are very difficult to understand. What do you mean they are strong and mighty because of the blessing that Yitzchak Avinu gave them? Yitzchak didn't bless Esav! Yitzchak blessed Yaakov! What does the son of the Gra mean that Amalek and Haman are strong because of the blessing that Yaakov blessed them, Yaakov, that Yitzchak blessed them? Yitzchak didn't bless Esav and Amalek. He blessed Yaakov. But, what we have to understand is, even though in fact Yitzchak blessed Yaakov, but when Esav came running, came back into the room, and Yitzchak says, uh, "Who's that?" And he says, uh, So what did Yitzchak do? Yitzchak Yitzchak So so who's the first guy? And then. 
Vayitzak Tzaka Gedolo Mara Haman cried a bitter crying. And he said, Dad, do you have anything left to give me? And Yitzchak said, No, sorry. I have nothing left to give you. I gave everything to Yaakov. But he said one thing. You'll live by the sword. You will worship your brother. By the way, some of the Mekubalim learned, This was the gift of Christianity. Or call it whatever you want to call it. You will worship your brother. You will worship a Jew. Esav was told, You will worship. Now, here's the key. And it will be, Rashi explains, when you have cause to be aggrieved, when you have cause to be troubled, when you have cause to have a valetina and to say, why does Yaakov deserve the bracha? He's not even observing the law. He is not keeping the Torah. I should get the bracha. And it will be when you have cause to be aggrieved, you will cast off his yoke from upon your neck. You know we call this? An opt-out clause. That even though Yitzchak gave the bracha to Yaakov, and he gave nothing to Esav, he gave Esav an opt-out clause. You know, like these high-priced, overpaid athletes. If they perform well in a year or two, and they were signed for a 10-year contract, they could opt out of their contract and try to get bigger money somewhere else. That is what happened over here. Even though Yitzchak gave the bracha to Yaakov, and he gave Esav nothing, he gave Esav an opt-out clause. And he said, Esav, if you ever have cause to be aggrieved, you could cast off his yoke from upon your neck and you could take the brachos for yourself. So that is exactly what Haman is trying to do in the story of the Megillah. He's trying to get the Jews to sin. He's trying to exercise the opt-out clause of Ahayah Kashar Tarid and retrieve and reclaim the brachos for himself. That is why in the Megillah, look at number 13. Look in the Targum. And Esther said to Hasach, to go and to speak to Mordechai. And command him, go tell Mordechai, Esther tells Daniel, tell Mordechai, Stop provoking Haman. Stop instigating Haman. Because Haman still is guarding and preserving and is angry. He is livid. He is livid about what happened between Yaakov and Esau. He's very upset about it. Now, so what we're learning is that the story of the Megillah dates back to the time of Yaakov and Esav. Dates back to the fight and the struggle between when Yaakov stole the birthright, so to speak, from Esav, and he stole the blessing from Esav, and he dressed up as Esav. And Yaakov got the brachos, and Haman is preserving and guarding and remembering the, the long-standing feud. Now I want to share with you a comment of the Vilna Gaim, that this comment is so 
profound and so ennobling, you could literally spend your entire life studying this comment, and don't worry, you're not going to have to spend the rest of your life studying it. But we are going to gain a clear understanding of what the Vilna Gain means. We know by the uh, as the story is starting to turn, the Pasuk says in Paragches, O Mardechai, Yatzom Lefnei HaMelech, Belvush Machus Techelas Vachor, Vatar Zahav G'day Lav, Sachrich Butz, Ve'ar Gamon, Ve'ha'yer Shushan, Sohalav Esamecha. So Mordechai goes out, he's wearing garments of five different colors. La Yehudim, Haisa'ira, V'simcha, V'sasa'in, V'kar, O'v'chomedina, O'medina, O'v'cholir, V'ir, Me'koyim, Ashar, V'amach, V'dasoy, Magiyah, Simcha, V'sasa'in, La Yehudim, Mishtev, Yoim, Toiv. Very nice. Comes the Gra. V'kan, and the Gra, in his commentary to Miglas Esther, amazingly says, here it was fulfilled in Mordechai, you will rule over your brother. What is that referring to? That of course refers to the bracha that Yaakov gave, that Yitzchak gave Yaakov Avinu. Okay, that's one... De- that's one element of what the Gras says that uh, needs to be worked out. Ki mitchila In the beginning, he was just a man. Then he was a Mordechai Yatza. He was Mordechai. Then he was Nesala ki Mordechai HaYehudi. And then the Gras says, V'Yisrael b'yud dvarim. The Jewish people got ten things. Huh? What does the Holy Gras mean? That the Jewish people got ten things. What are the ten things that the Jewish people got? And what is the significance of the fact that they got ten things? Well, Rav Shleima Brevda, who is very dedicated to uh, publishing and writing on the words of uh, on the works of the Vilna Gaon, says, "You know what the ten things are? Here they are." Ve'ayir Shushan Sohala one v'samehecha two la Yehudim Haisa Aira three v'simcha four v'sasain five v'ikar six v'chamedina u'medina v'chalir v'yemekarish adam lechol asay magia simcha seven v'sasain eight mishte nine yom tov ten ah here we have the ten things and the question is. What are the ten things? What's the significance about ten things? What do you mean? Ah, uh, here the Jews got ten things. What, what were they supposed to get? Ten things? Is it good to get ten things? Why don't they get eleven things? Why don't they get nine things? What is the import of that which the Jews got ten things? Simcha is mentioned numerous times. What is what is the difference in the diff, three different simchas? It. The first simcha is the first simcha. The second simcha is the second simcha. And the third one is the third one. <laughs> uh, ten different signs of your right. It does say the same word three times. The first time it's visamecha. The second time it's visimcha. And the third time it's just simcha. So actually it's spelled differently each time. But okay, that certainly is worthy of... Uh, study as well, 
But what is the significance of the fact that they got ten things? Now, and I tell you this uh, completely objectively. Adam Arishon was told, Mikol Eitz Hagan Achal Toichel, don't eat from the Eitz Hadas. Yeah? What does Adam Arishan do? He eats from the Eitz Hadas. What's the Eitz Hadas? According to some opinions, it is a Gefen. According to many, I believe the Archaim HaKadosh, Adam was eventually supposed to eat from the Eitz Hadas. Friday night, he was going to make Kiddush on it. But what did he do? He had premature Kiddush. Adam Arishan started the Kiddush club. He made, he drank from the Eitz Hadas a little bit too early. And he brought death to the world. Marv Rabbi now do you see how harmful premature Kiddush is? You think you're just sneaking down in the middle of Kriyas HaToyra for a little Kiddush. You've just jeopardized your entire life. You left during Kriyas HaToyra? Shulchan says, Hashem yichlu. A little Kiddush club is not so harmless. It's not an innocuous thing. Look what happened the first time. Anyway, that's just um, free, a little free, unsolicited advice. But Adam Arishon ate from the Eitz Hadas. Who persuaded him to eat from the Eitz Hadas? The Nachash. We know there's a connection between the sin in the times of Purim, of being Nenev from the Suda of Achashverosh, and the sin of the Yitzhadas, Gmaran Chulin, Dav Kuf Lametas, Haman Menatayra Minayin, Hamin Ha'etz. The remez to Haman and the Torah is literally found in the context of the sin of the Yitzhadas. As if what Haman was trying to do in the times of Purim was to trying to arouse and be Ma'ira the sin of the Yitzhadas. Comes the Gra in his commentary to Sefer Rus called Hadras Kodesh. And the Gra points out uh, something that's literally out of this world. Look at number 19. <speaking in Hebrew> So here are the repercussions for Adam making premature Kiddush. This is not a valid menu option. So number one, Aruroha Adama. Number two, Beitzavain Toichlena. Number three, Vikoitz. Number four, Vidardar Tatsmiachlach. V'yachalta eseisav asada. That's number five. B'zeasapecha is number six. Ad shuvcha until you return is number seven. That means kimimena lukachta. That's what you're taken. What does that mean? Originally, Adam Rishon was created afar minho adama from the mizbeach, and then he became dirt. Ki afar ata even when you're alive. V'al afar tashuv is you will be reincarnated. These are the curses that accrue to Adam Arisham by eating from the Eitz Hadas. Number one, Arura Ha'adama. Number two, B'itzavan Teichlena. V'koitz, V'dardar, V'yachatas Kolesev, B'zeyes Ha'apecha, Ad Shuvcha, Ki Yimena Lukachta, Ki Afrat V'yalafar How many curses? The Gras says, amazingly, 
ten curses. When Adam made Kiddush before Shabbos and he ate from the Eitz Hadas, he brought destruction to the world and he was given ten curses. And how many blessings was was Yaakov Avinu given by Yitzchak Avinu? Ah, look at number 20. Now look here. Mital Hashemayim one, Mishani Arts two, Vrayv Dagon three, Besirosh four, Yavducha Amim five, Shach Luchum six, Avirach seven, Shach Lubanei Nech eight, Arucha Ara nine, Varacha Baruch. Marv Rabbi says the Gra that Yaakov Avinu was given ten blessings by his father Yitzchak, and these ten blessings are connected and compensating for the ten curses that Adam Arishon was cursed with. Instead of mitala, instead of bid savon toichlano mitala shamayim, which is besimcha. Instead of arura dama mishmane aretz. Instead of koitz vedar dar v'roiv dagon v'siroish. How many blessings? Four. Those four blessings correspond to the four curses that we have in the first pasuk, and the six. Blessings correspond to the six curses in the second pasuk. Marvra Boisai, we have now constructed a new understanding of the events of world history. There was a man by the name of Adam. When he was born, God blessed Adam. He was blessed. And then the Nachash came along. And the Nachash incited Adam to eat from the Eitz Hadas. He got him to participate in a Kiddush club, which ended up destroying him and the whole world. And he was, he was thrust, he was hurl, hurled into a state of great curse, into a state of error. Ah, he's now error. How long does man remain error for? Until the time of Yaakov Avinu. When Yaakov Avinu on that fateful day goes in front of his father Yitzchak and Yitzchak blesses Yaakov Avinu We were now extricated from the state of being cursed and we are now in a state of blessing. We are now blessed. We are now blessed. We are Baruch. And who's cursed? Esav is cursed. And for how long do we remain in this state? There is a sinister, wicked man by the name of Haman. And he seeks to turn us back to the state we were in when we participated in the first Kiddush club. When we ate from the Eitz Hadas. And that was we became Auror, so Haman advises Ahasuerus to get us to be nene from the Suda, and that is Ma'ira, the sin of the Eitz Hadas. And now the Jewish people are again cursed. Because that's the fight between Haman 
and Mordechai. It's the same age-old fight between Yaakov and Esav. Who is Baruch and who is Aror? Who is blessed and who is cursed? And Haman very successfully, as the, the holy books teach us, Haman is the embodiment of the Nachash, Hamin Ha'etz. He is the Nachash HaKadmoni himself. However, in the times of Purim, we do tshuva, and God has mercy on us. Oh, now amazingly, uh, you, you should fly up to the heavens when you hear this. When we do tshuva in the times of Purim, and Hashem turns the table on Haman, and Haman falls... Now we understand the gra. Mordechai is a fulfillment of Hevegavir La'achecha. Mordechai retrieves. It's a reclamation project of the brachos that Yaakov got from Yitzchak. And it's Neskayim in Mordechai. He's Hevegavir La'achecha. And now we understand the holy words of the Grah. The Yisrael, the Yud Devarim. We got back the ten blessings. We got the ten blessings back. Understand now the movement, the transition of world history. Adam starts off, he's blessed. The Nachash gets him to sin, he gets ten curses. Yaakov gets blessed by Yitzchak, we're extricated from the ten curses. Haman gets us to be Nana from the Suda. We have the ten curses again. We do tshuva, and now we retrieve, we reclaim, have a gvir la'achecha, and that's what the Grah means, the Yisrael biyud devarim. By the way, the Adaras Eliyahu says on the Pasuk in Devarim, and your sword is your arrogance, is your haughtiness. This was in the times of Haman, that it, he wrote to kill the Jews by the sword. And what happened? No, he was not able to kill us with the sword. We turned it back on him. How is the Cherev a remez to Haman? The answer is, the Cherev is what Esav gets when he exercises his opt-out clause of Va'asher Cherev Gava Secha V'haya Ka'asher Tarod U'farakta Ulay Me'al Tzavarecha V'yachar V'cha Sichyeh In other words, whenever Haman, whenever Amalek, whenever Esav has cause to be aggrieved, they can say, you know what? The brachos don't belong to you Jews. We can take them back for ourselves and we could put you in the category of being cursed. This explains amazingly how the ten blessings in the times of Purim overcame the ten curses of Adam Arishan, which were originally overcome by the blessing Yitzchak gave Yaakov, but then were lost in the times of Purim. So you'll say... What do you mean? I already read this whole thing in the Sefer Magad Rakia in Perak Lamed. By the way, if you want to get the Sefer, it's available. RabbiDG.com Rabbi Maskowitz, um, 
Maybe I'll bother Rabbi Maskwitz to just put the name of the website on the chat. But uh, you could get. But now I'm going to tell you something that's not in the Sefer. So you could, if you have the Sefer, you could write it in. And we have to put in the next edition. When I was a kid, my father told me an amazing Rabbi Yonison Ibishitz. It's one of my favorite pieces in Rabbi Yonison Ibishitz. And Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac Chavar uses this Rabbi Yonison Ibishitz to add some insight into the story and it, will, and it will really be illuminated based on the way we're presenting it today. Achashosh has a problem with his wife. Now, if you have a problem with your wife, I'm going to give you four options. Tell me which one makes the most sense. A, you could go to a therapist. B, you could go to a psychologist. C, you could go to a marriage counselor. And D, you could go to a uh, stargazer. Stargazer. Now, I don't know about you, I don't think uh, the stargazer option makes that much sense. You'll say, you know, it's as good as any, huh? But the, that's what Achashverosh does. He goes to the Chachamim Yoidei What's he going to the Chachamim Yoidei So Bionis and Ibishitz has an amazing Cheshman. He says... We say in the Haggadah Shal Pesach, Vashti's father. Who is Vashti's father? Anybody know for the Hoover vacuum cleaner? Who is Vashti's father? Was Melech Paras. Okay, pretty good, pretty good. We're getting closer. I saw somebody mouth bell shots are. Okay, Reb Nassim got the right answer, but I don't have to give him the vacuum cleaner because he was muted, so I didn't hear it. So... Uh, Fine, but, but he got the right answer. And he doesn't want to vacuum anyway. So, um, Belshazzar, now when did, when did Belshazzar die? Belshazzar was killed the night of Pesach. Now, we know Achashosh wanted uh, 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 Esther to come display herself. But, you know, maybe she didn't come because she has yard site that night. It's a, she has a yard site for her father. And uh, in Paras, they observed yard site and very religiously. So, you know, you, you can't expect the lady to come out if she has the yard site for the father. Now, the question is like this. The party started in the beginning of the year because that's when uh, Gentiles mark their calendar, mark the beginning of their reign, Chodesh Tishrei. So, um, so, the party began Rosh Hashanah. And it lasted, Yamim Rabim Shmanim Amas, Yamim Rabim Now, 180 days is six months. But every other month is chasar, so it gets you another. It gets you to Gimel Nisan. The Manoy Salevi says Yomim is two days, Rabim is three days, so it's five days, and then 180. That gets you to Ches Nisan, and then in Shushan he made a party for seven days. That gets you to Pesach. Gets you to Pesach, and says um, Rabbi Yonatan Ibishitz. So Achashverosh thought to himself, maybe I can't kill Vashti because she has yard sight. But if it's an Ibriyar, so it's uh, Adar Beis, she doesn't have yard sight. So he had to call, not the marriage counselors or the uh, therapists, he had to call the stargazers from Yisachar to determine the calendar date, whether he would be allowed to kill Vashti or not. Now, here's an interesting question.
Esther, says Rabbi Yitzhak Isaac Haber, she gets up the guts to, uh, to go into Achashverosh. And you know, she didn't want to go. She tells, she tells um, Mordechai, so what does Mordechai say? If you're going to be quiet, you're going to go down and we'll be saved elsewhere. So Esther says, I'm all in. So Esther comes to the party. And Achashur says, what would you like? Fine. Come to the party. And now, we come to the most dramatic moment in the Megillah. Achashverosh turns to Esther. And she says, Ma she'elasech v'yinasein lach, or ma ba'kashasech o'ed v'seyas. Ma'atoymer Esther. She'elasihi u'va'kashasihi. This is the moment we've all been waiting for. The Balei HaMikra have given this the most dramatic trap. We would think, here it is, Esther's going to ask to save her life. What does she say? She says, Do me a father, come with Haman tomorrow. Wait a second. That is such a tease. We have this she'elasi ubakashasi. She's about to let it all out. And what's the big request? Build the base of Migdor, shave the Jews. No, let's party tomorrow. What's going on about tomorrow? Why are we waiting till tomorrow? The answer says Rabbi cover This whole fight over here is about who gets the brachas. Yaakov stole the brachas from Esav. When did Yaakov steal the brachas from Esav? It was Pesach. Haman wants them back. Haman is exercising the opt-out clause of Bahaya Kasher Tared. Ah, this whole episode starts on Yud Gimel Nisan. Esther is now standing on Erev Pesach. She says, if we're going to get our blessings back, it has to be on the very date we got them, which is Pesach. We got to do this tomorrow. Tomorrow we got to reclaim the brachos. That's the day when the brachos are firmly established in our possession. You know, you have this lady, her name is Zeresh. And she seems like a pretty smart lady. It seems like she only made one bad mistake in her life. And why'd she marry that Chilaria? Uh, but, if he is from Jewish seed, Mardechai Asher Hachi Loisal, and Palafanov Loisuchaloi, Kinafalti Palafanov. This is a very strange Pasuk. It's very hard to understand. Oh, Mordechai is a Jew? If he's from the Zara Yehudim, that you began to fall before him? Eh, you're a dead man. You're finished. If he's a Jew and you started to fall, forget it. You're going to fall all the way. Huh? 
I don't understand. I mean, aren't there good days and bad days? You know, Reb Volba writes that there are moods in life and cycles in life and there are days of happiness and days of sadness and days of success and days of failure. I mean, what, what's she telling Haman? Oh, Haman, Mordechai is a Jew and you started to fall, you're dead. I mean, uh, to use the analogy... If you're playing football and your team is down 7 nothing, so the, does the coach of the other team say, Oh, you're down 7 nothing. It's all over. Game is over. You might as well call it quits and uh, just, just uh, give up now. Of course not. Okay, you, you, you know, you, you're getting the ball back and you give it a try. You give it an attempt. Why does Zara say, If you started to fall before him and he's a Jew, you're dead. So we find that the, as we mentioned... The relationship and the, and the fight between Haman and Mordechai dates back many generations, dates back to the Machloikis and the dispute between Yaakov and Esau. And they're fighting over the Brachos. And we know they share a very unique relationship. It is a, not a symbiotic relationship, but it's an antithetical relationship. The Pasuk says, Vayoymer Hashem la. God said to Rivka, These two regimes will separate from your loins. One nation will fill itself and become strong from the other. The Gemara Megillah comments, We have two world forces, Rome and Yerushalayim, Caesarea, Caesarea and Yerushalayim. If somebody says they're both destroyed, they're lying. If somebody says they're both believed, they're lying. If somebody says Jerusalem is destroyed and Caesarea is built, possible. Jerusalem is built, Caesarea is destroyed, possible. Imala hacharava, imalea zu charava zu. If this one is full, the other one is destroyed, and vice versa. But they both cannot be built and. Strong simultaneously. Milaim yeamats. Loi yishvu begedula, Rashi says. Imala hacharava. One is fooled only from the destruction of the other. They both cannot be powerful simultaneously. Ah. Now, and now Rashi utters the immortal words that you could glance over and you could read Chumash and Rashi a thousand times and you'll miss it. La Yishvu Bigadula, Yaakov and Esau will never be equal. Kishazeh kam ze noifel. When this one rises, this one falls. Rashi in this Pasuk is giving Yaakov a new name. You know what his new name is? Anybody? Rashi's new name. I mean Yaakov's new name. Is Zeh. Kishazeh, come. And Esav is given a new name. You know what Esav's new name is? Zeh. They're both called Zeh. They're given a name Zeh. Megalamukai says, like two spoons of a scale. Oh, says Megalamukai. This week's Shabbos, we're going to read Parsha Zachar. And right before we read Zachar. By the way, what's the trap on Zachar? Zakev Gadayal. 
Why Zakif Gadol? What's a Zakif Gadol? A Vav and two Yuds. 26. Tvimashlim Neshem Hashem. The Ramami Pano says that was destroyed by Amalek and it was made in half. That's why the chop is Zakif Gadol. Zachar Eis. Now, Yaakov is Zeh. And um, Yesav is Zeh. They're both two spoons of the scale. What does it say immediately before the Psukim and Kisayt say? Of Zachar. It says... Ma is Tzedek, it's talking about fair scales, a remez to Yaakov and Esav. Each one is called Zeh. That is why, Vatikra, Esther, Lahasach, Misar, Esay, Amelach Hashem, Milfane, Vatizve, Mordechai, Ladas Maze, Viamaze. Esther wanted to know, where is this Zeh holding and where is that Zeh holding? Is one going up? Is one going down? Which one's going up and which one's going down? And Haman, when he sees Mordechai, he says, And all of this, I don't like this Zeh. I don't like the fact that this Zeh is not falling to me. And I would add V'chol, who's called Koil, Bakoil, Mikoil, Koil, Yaakov. V'chol, Yaakov, Zeh, who Yerashi calls a Zeh, Eilenu Shoivali is worthless to me. And Inu Denach Hashverosh, he knows about this. V'ayoymer HaMelch HaShverosh, V'ayoymer Liester Mihu Zeh, V'yei Zehu. All right? In this heavyweight, this battle of the titans, the battle of the zez, mihu zeh which zeh is going up, and which one, which zeh is going down? This is what we say in Kaihelas. God made two zez, one opposite each other. That is the story of the Megillah. Kishazeh kam zeh noifel. Zeresh was a smart lady. She says to Haman, Once the scales start moving and you start to fall, Now, says the holy Vilna Gaon in his commentary to the Safra Ditsniyusa, Adam Arishon was born blessed, but he was cursed because he sinned with the Eight Sadas. How did he sin with the Eight Sadas? The Nachash tricked him. And his cloak, his coat was taken away. His garment was taken away. So if the Nachash tricked Adam to be cursed, Yaakov has to deal with Esav, who is the Nachash, in the same way, he has to trick Esav. Esav stole the begadim of Adam Arishain, who was seduced by the Nachash. And therefore Yaakov took the garments of Esav, who are the garments of Adam, back. And he says, you tricked Adam to be cursed, I'm going to trick you and get the blessings back. So for Yaakov to get the blessings, what did Yaakov have to do? Yaakov had to wear a costume. You want to get those blessings back? Yaakov had to put on his best Esau costume. He took the begadim of Esau, which were originally the begadim of Adam Arishain. 
The Rav Yitzchak Isaac Chaver says, he was, um, just like the Nachash took his Malbushim, his Kosnois Ar, until Yaakov came, who is the Gilgal of Adam Arishon, and the Shufre of Adam Arishon. He went Ba'arma and Esav, and he took his Begadim, and Esav is the Nachash HaKadmoini. And through the Sinai Yitzhadas, he took the garments of Adam. So yeah, what does Yaakov have to do? Batikach Rivkas big day Esav and Agadach And Esav saw the Kesoynes that Kosh made for Adam, and he wanted it, the Pregadar Blazer says, and he became mighty. And when Yaakov came to Yitzchak, he said, Ein Esav Arash Roy Lubach as a Ketanis Halazah. Interesting. Marv Rabbi want to say a chidosh. Purim is the day that we celebrate the reclamation of the blessings that Yaakov stole from Esav. These were the blessings that other Marishan were given. And we lost it because of the sin of the Eitz Because of the sin of the Eitz we got ten curses. What were they? Arura Adama, Bitzav and Teichlana, Koitz, Dardar, Esav Hasada. By the way, Dardar is a remez to Dardar, to Amalek. And we got it back when Yaakov Avinu was given the blessing. And therefore, Purim is the reclamation project of the brachos. Yaakov got the brachos back by putting on his Ace of costume. That may be a source for Minag Yisrael to dress up on Purim because it is a reminder that what is transpiring is the reclamation of the brachos that Al-Marishan was given, the brachos that Yitzchak gave Yaakov Avinu that he got by putting on his Ace of costume. Marv Rabbi This is the relationship between Yaakov and Esav. Kishazek kam zenoifel. Ula'oim It's all about who is kam and who is noifel. The Pasuk says, His heart was filled to do this. Why the word Mela'oi says Rav Meir Abjikov, Mela'oi is the Lashon of This was a fulfillment that when one rises, the other one falls. Right? Who is the Zeh going up? Who is the Zeh going down? Who is, who is going to act as the Lo'oyim Meloim Yamats? Kishazeh Kam Zeh Noifel. Watch this. Look at number 46. It's all about, the Purim story is all about who's the Kam and who's the Noifel. So in the beginning of the Pasuk, in the beginning of the Megillah, Parakeh, 
Ah, Mordechai is loy come. In the beginning of the story, Mordechai is not come. So Mordechai is noifel in the beginning of the story. And Vihamehelech, come. The Melech is come. He's getting up, but we're noifel. And Haman is Omad, Haman's standing. But all of a sudden things turn. Vihaman Noifel. All of a sudden Haman is falling. Vatokom Esther and Esther has come. Vatokom Esther. That's the movement of the Megillah. In the beginning, Haman has come. Mordechai has not come. By the end of the story, Haman is Noifel. Vatokom Esther. That's the story of the Megillah. Zeh, come, v'zeh, noifel, says the Imre Noyam of Jacob, the Gematria of Purim, is zeh, come, v'zeh, noifel. Ayam benaira. That's the story. When this one falls, this one gets up. When this one gets up, this one falls. These are the two zehs. Mi, hu, zeh, v'ei zehu, v'chol zeh, einenu shoi Vadas mazeh bial mazeh. Who are the zez? Going up or going down? Purim is the day that we have to determine and establish and stamp and be koivea. Who is Baruch? And who is Ar? And therefore, not only do we sing, not only is it recommended, on Purim, we could suggest Chayiv Loimar Baruch Mordechai Baruch Kolat Sadikim Aror Haman Aror Esav Aror Nachash Let's establish for all eternity who the blessings belong to. The blessings, the ten blessings of Yitain Lachal Akim Yitain Hashem Shani Aros Rav Dov Mesirosh they belong to us. Tzala, Samecha, Oira, Simcha, Sasain, Vikar, Simcha, Sasain, Mishtev, And who do the curses belong to? They belong to Aror Haman, Aror Zeresh, Aror Harashayim. We'll give them the following. That's the story of Purah, my friends. It is the eternal struggle between Yaakov and Esav, vying for the rights to the blessings of Avraham, the blessings of Yitzchak, the blessings that other Mauritian were given and they lost with the sin of the Eitz Hadas. We hope that this Purim we could be Zoycha to keep and hold on to those blessings forever of to eradicate Kialafar Tashov. The the koitz the dar dar tatzmiach lach ad shuvcha el haadama. Therefore, we say kol hayomim toivim betelim chutz mi purim. Purim will never become batal because purim reflects the realm that is beyond the curse of the sin of the eight hadas. Purim represents and reflects the time of eternity, which transcends all of the uh, descent of the Ten Klalois of Adam Arishon. May we be zoicha to uh, achieve and receive the brachos min ha-shamayim, v'yitein l'cha ho'alaykim, mital ha-shamayim, mishmane ha-aretz, v'roiv dagon, v'siroish,
יעבדו חעמים, ישתחוו לך לאומים, הווה גביר לאחיך, ישתחוו לך בני ימיך, אירורך ארור ומברכך ברוך. רבי ישי, אפרי לכן פורם, תודה רבה. שקייך. Yeah, yeah. Yes, 4.30 today. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.